1: get it now it's time to sit and relax get your mind blown away ain't no skipping this track have you paid more attention no listening gap get everything i ever wanted
0: no giving it back Yeah.
2: Ooh. What, 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 what's up everybody it's your boy bubber dudley welcome to the apron Butt podcast man oh man we got a doozy and a half for you today ECW November to Remember, 1995. Uh, probably the um, I don't know. Does ECW have like a uh, a WrestleMania equivalent? Like a WrestleMania, a Starcade, a Bound for Glory? Um, do they have like a like a main show? Because November to Remember feels like that show to me, and I'm I'm you know relatively. Uh, uneducated on the ECW, uh, other than of course what I've uh, covered so far, Um, but I mean November to remember 1994, if you remember, is uh, the first show uh, of extreme championship wrestling. It was the first ECW show that I uh, covered and uh, we've made it a year. We watched a year of this uh, debauchery that is extreme championship wrestling. And uh, this show here, man, it feels like a big show. Now I don't know if it's just, uh, I mean, there's a lot of stars on this show. Other, outside of the you know, your your, your your usual suspects, of course, you have your Tommy Dreamers, your Ravens, Stevie Richards, Pitbulls, Hack Myers, all all the, all the names that you love and cherish and hold dear to your heart. All those guys, of course, are on this card, but you have other guys that are either, Making their debuts or just making a rare appearance. You got guys like Conan. You got guys like Steve Austin making his uh, in-ring debut on this show. Terry Funk in the main event. You got Sabu returning from his stint in WCW. You got El Puerto Ricoño doing the, the wrestling in the ring. Um, <laughs> you got a lot of star power on this show. A loaded card. And uh, I talk about it in the, uh, the podcast itself about the ECW TV show that I haven't really watched <laughs> up until this point, uh, really just cause it, it always felt like, um, like I tried watching it on Peacock. It always just felt like a recap show, but there's a lot more to it and we'll get more into that as the podcast rolls on. Um, but what, what else happens on this show? I mean, uh, shoot, I don't remember. It's the name of the show. Um, November to remember. Yeah, lots going on here. The show's capped off by Terry Funk and Tommy Dreamer versus Cactus Jack and Raven. We also got, like I mentioned, Steve Austin. He is uh challenging for the ECW championship against the champion who is a not the Sandman. And we get into that. Got the TV title on the line. You got Rey Mysterio and Psychosis. In a rematch, a uh, Mexican Death match. Uh, Like I said, Sabu returns to face our boy, Hack Myers. And yeah, all the, a bunch of stars show up. The Dudleys are here. Uh, Beulah's here. Todd Gordon and Bill Alfonso. Uh, dry hump in the middle of the ring for a little bit. So there's a lot going on here. So we might as well get right into it, shall we? But first, gotta give a shout out to my guest on this episode. We got Matt. From the Smackin' It Raw podcast, once again returning to the show, and we have a good old time discussing some extreme championship wrestling. Uh, go follow Matt at Matt Ritter, not Riddle, M M A T T R I D D E R on Twitter. Follow the Smackin' It Raw podcast. All the info is the the all in the in the in the uh, 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 fucking Bubba Ray Dudley's got me. He's, he's, he's contagious, let me tell you. Uh, all of his info is in the description below. Uh, the Smackin' It Raw podcast, they cover the week of wrestling. One of the most uh, entertaining shows out there. The number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub, of course. And that is, uh, it's not just a slogan. It's not just a puddle of jizz in your pocket. That is a uh, a real thing. They're on Pornhub. I've uh, I've watched it on Pornhub, and it's, uh, it's hard to... Uh, well, it's hard. Let's keep it there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the great group of people over there Vince, Katie, Travis, all of the, uh, the cast of characters over there. So go check them out. Of course, you can find it on uh, whatever podcast platform you listen to, and it's on YouTube as well. If you don't want to uh, watch his podcast whilst also having uh, Amazon Position, BBC, uh, Cuck stepdaughter pizza delivery man all in one video uh directly to the right of his uh, podcast if you don't want that um there's other options but i know there's probably if you listen to me there's probably a big percentage of you uh don't mind that so go do that i guess and if I, uh, and also if you like this if you like me which if you don't i don't know how you made it this far uh go to apronpump.com. You can go to the episodes tab. You can you can select any era of wrestling. I cover many different timelines, uh, many eras of wrestling, many different styles of wrestling. You can go to apronbump.com, and you can go to the episodes tab at the top, and you can select whatever uh, whatever tickles your pickle. You can even select ECW, and that'll bring you to all of the ECW shows that I've covered thus far, starting from November to November '94. <laughs> I hated that I made that noise to signify time passing. Uh we you know a year. Okay. All right. Uh good yeah go to April. You know, follow me on on the twitters, on the TikTok. It's been very active on TikTok uh recently and always uh always on, on always on the twatter. So uh, do that. Uh or don't. Um you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do, I'm not your daddy. Uh most for most of you. Um all right. I think we should get to the, let's get to the episode. ECW, November to Remember, 1995, with myself and Pretty Riddy from the Smackin' It Raw podcast. There we go, what the fuck? Oh,
0: hey, didn't see you there. Sorry, I
1: was Yeah. Just... It like automatically put me in the audience for some reason and it's like asking me to like type in my name and fill out a question and shit and i'm like i don't have any fucking questions for this guy like what the fuck's going on i kept getting start live call and it's like wouldn't let me do it so i just backed out and came back in and it worked
2: look man you could stay in the audience i could just do this solo and you can just watch that way i, I you can I mean, just that's how you do this yeah so it really puts you at ease so how you been man
1: i've been good like i I I love doing the show, but I also hate it because I listen to all of your shows, and I'll be listening, I'm and I'm like, all right, so I'm gonna come on and do an ECW show, and I'm gonna give Kyle shit about this. But uh-huh. then it's like three months down the road, and I don't remember any of it. And like, <laughs> it's always while I'm driving, so like I can't write it in like a note or anything
2: like that oh, yeah, and yeah. save it for later. So I I, have the, I I do the same with your show too, but you know, it is what it is. It but, is what know, it is. Speaking of which, so. I figure a way we could start this. It's this, it's this you know, unique idea I had to uh, kind of help with the branding of my podcast. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, like apron, the apron bump. Yeah, you know, people wear aprons when they cook, right? Uh huh. Food. Yeah. So, right. um, and sometimes you like try new foods and you don't like it. Sometimes you do like it. Sometimes you don't like it. Um, and I feel like we could use that to surmise the show. So, Matthew, um, so if like this, if the show was like I don't know a sandwich or something, would you would you spit it out or would you swallow it?
1: uh if this show was a sandwich I would swallow it you know this sounds really familiar it sounds like huh I've heard that
2: idea before somewhere maybe like Joe Rogan or something I don't know Except, uh, yeah, it really my lot. mind is just an enigma you know so you know, I can't it, really you know, ideas just kind I, of I actually
1: out. I actually think that the the where I've heard it before you can find that podcast on IMDB now for some reason is that a fact that is a fact what? Interesting. I Googled it... my I Googled the podcast last night and it was on IMDb and I have no idea why. It was fucking weird. Man, that's is there like a like a rating? Is there like a cast list? Not yet, but I told Travis to get on it and make that shit. So but uh I rated it ten stars out of ten stars because I think I'm fucking fantastic. And I, I recommend you do too. At least but somebody does. Before we get started, I got a bone to pick with you. Oh no. Uh last show that you did with uh another person by the name of Matt from uh, a pro wrestling podcast with Matt and Fred. Yes, friends. yes, correct. I believe you said that was the most you had ever talked about dicks on
2: a show. Okay. It, within the first, like, two or three minutes or whatever it was. Look, if we're talking about overall dick dickage, you are number one. But Oh, no. I took that as a challenge, sure. So, okay. trust me. We're going to talk a
1: lot about dicks today because I am like, <laughs> listen, as the number one wrestling podcast
2: on Pornhub, I can't let this man take my dick talk title. That's, you know what? Challenge accepted, I guess. You know, that that's fair. That's fair. I was just, you know, you, you're, you're always the number one. So when, when somebody challenges you, uh, you know, density of dick talk, dick per second, DTS uh, or DPS, um, it just always, you know, catches me supri- by surprise. So that's why I said that. But don't be offended. Don't be offended. Matt was a great guest, by the way. And uh, I hope to get him on my show one day. Uh,
1: we talked. So, but He's a lo- he was fun, a lovely boy. but, uh, I am the only Matt that holds the title of the most dick talk around here, sir. Look,
2: we'll just have Will to get, I'll have to get you both on, on one show. It'll just be a competition. It'll be a sword fight. Some may say, yeah, I'm down for a sword. I'll have a sword fight, Matt. Have a question. Did you ever sword fight your friends growing up? Like, you know, peen. Yes. I was like not actually like we didn't
1: slap our dicks against each other but yes when right. we were younger we definitely did.
2: Yeah. Stand at a urinal and yeah. yeah at least we, once. Yeah, I was just making sure you guys didn't slap dicks cuz I definitely didn't. That's <laughs> gay. Okay. So anyways, the <laughs> show is this. November to remember. 1995. <laughs> so wait, did you spit or swallow? I forget. I
1: swallowed your show. Oh, you want me to know? You want to know if I'm going to swallow this show? This this show, yes. All right, so that's a tough one because if we talk about everything ECW that you and I have watched together up till this point, uh huh, it is definitely a swallow. Oh yeah, it's definitely the best of what we've covered. Overall, I'd say I'd probably gargle, gargle that, maybe take it on the face.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I could you know get it stuck in my beard hairs. That's for sure because it's definitely uh. I think it peaked, like, in the middle, and then it kind of petered mm. out, but we'll we'll get into it.
1: That's always ECW, though. Like, for whatever reason, <laughs> they always peak in the middle, and then,
2: yeah. They really do. And, yeah, I've been, um, I don't know if you've ever watched, did you ever watch, like, the TV shows from ECW? Very rarely.
1: Like, I caught a couple here or there when it was actually ECW. Like, I watched WWE ECW, which was kind right, of awful, right. but. I caught every now and then some of the actual ECW shows once it got on, I, I think, like, uh, TNN and stuff right. like that. So Yes,
2: yeah, so I've – because, like, with, with the Rawls and the WCW stuff that I watch, I always watch, like, the Rawls, the Nitros, and all that stuff. I haven't really been watching the ECW show that's on Peacock because I I tried it once, and it just felt like a bunch of recaps. So I was like, eh, I don't really need to watch this, but <laughs> – like, how many times I need to watch fucking Hack Myers versus JT Smith? Like, I got it.
1: Whoa, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. All of the Hack Myers. <laughs> okay. I literally was on my phone, and as I was taking notes, one of the first things I put at the very top was, fuck this show, no Hack Myers. And then, mm-hmm. not to spoil the show
2: later, I was able to delete it. So. Yes. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, but yeah, the TV show on uh, on Peacock, I guess the whatever the regular weekly TV show from ECW, it is a lot of highlights, but it's also a lot of like backstage promos and stuff that build up to the show. And ECW at this point, nobody was doing promos as good as ECW. I mean, Cactus Jack, Raven, Tommy Dreamer, and uh, Mister Steve Austin, who uh, recently made his debut. Has been cutting some of the best pro probably the one I sent you, which was the mm-hmm. one. It wasn't his first one because he did a lot of promos where he was like impersonating Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff, which were hilarious. But he had this one promo. It was like a backstage promo. It's probably like six or seven minutes long, and he's basically just airing his grievances on WCW. He's basically overall kind of you know we're in, I'm in I'm in a different company now. There's no Hulk Hogan or Ric Flair to keep me down. Just great shit. Did you catch that promo that I sent you? You know, I didn't watch it. You want me to watch it right now? I can watch it right now. You know what? Go for it. You don't have have to. You don't have to. Just watch it after the fact. Uh, No,
1: I I honestly, I completely forgot you sent it to me. Like, we had messaged each other a little bit after that. Mm -hmm. So I went back and looked to make sure I had the right show because I completely forgot what show I even, like, you gave me two shows. You're like, which one would you rather watch? I'm like, oh, give me ECW. Mm -hmm. And then... You're like, all right, so we're going to do it now, and then I had to go back and look and all that, and I watched it, and then I remembered, I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to go watch that Austin promo, uh-huh. and I never did.
2: I never did. That's okay. Well, I recommend it. It's a good one. It's a good one. Probably, I mean, it's very, it's not super different from a Stone Cold character, but it's a lot more subdued, and it's just, uh, it's good shit. And you can see like where guys like CM Punk got their uh inspiration yeah. from, I guess.
1: You know, we're going to talk about that later, so
2: uh, just... Ooh. The, the
1: similarities between who we know him to be and who he was here tonight.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, just the last thing about the TV shows. So it's a good thing I did check it out this time because they showed, um, I guess they do shows like in between the video home videos. And uh, there was a match between Mikey Whipwreck and Sandman for the ECW title. It was a ladder match and Mikey Whipwreck beat Sandman to win the title. Which was uh, nutty. Nuttier than a fruitcake, as some may say. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't
1: get that. Uh, so, like, when I knew Mikey Whipwreck, he was in a tag team with Tajiri. They were doing stuff like that. So, like, I didn't realize that. My, like, I heard that Mikey Whipwreck. But, again, everything that I watch in ECW, I always feel like happens later. And it yep. all happens so early. It's fucking weird to me.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of the same way because like later ECW is like completely different. It's like the Justin Credibles and the Lance Storms, like the invasion people mm-hmm. from the, the WWF storyline. This is like really like the ECW. Like this show is when I feel like it's starting to become the ECW that I remembered. Like it's not like the the fucking who who, who else? Broad Street, I mean Broad Street Bullies on this show, but you still have those really weird characters on the show. But I don't know, just the presentation of it. It just felt uh, it felt like a big deal. Like felt like a bigger deal than previous shows that I've watched.
1: It's just, it's like when you go out on a date and uh-huh. you think, all right, things are going well. I might sleep with this person after dinner later tonight. And then in the middle of the in the middle of dinner, they whip their dick out. Like, right? What? Too early. <laughs> like all the stuff that I thought was going to happen later is happening much sooner mm. than I expected.
2: Have you ever whipped your dick out in the middle of dinner? I haven't personally.
1: I mean well. Yeah. Not since yeah. I've been married. Okay. Not since I've been married. You did, did you finish your food
2: first? No. Oh, well, that's all the food that Alas needs, I guess. But anyways, so the show opens up with uh <laughs> this is one of the best openings to a show I've ever seen. So a couple weeks ago I, I, I watched SummerSlam two thousand two. That show opened up with Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio. And at the time, I was like, man, this is the best way to start a wrestling show. Well, I have have an egg on my face because I stand corrected. Because it starts out with Broad Street Bully and Don E. Allen in the ring. And the crowd is chanting, you both suck at them. So that's how we open up the show. And uh, then the ring announcer, the special guest ring announcer, gets introduced. Ba Ba Ray Dudley comes out. Along with uh, the whole Dudley clan, of course. You got Chubby Dudley, you got Big Dick Dudley, dances Who doesn't love with big Dudley. Dick? Um, I mean there's some people that like medium uh, just average dicks. In a Dudley? In a Dudley or Anna Dudley? Either way, big dick is the best Dudley. You heard it here first, folks. Uh are you sure it's not dances with Dudley? Um, not Sign Guy Dudley? I mean, if it was Dances with Dick Dudley, then yeah, but... Mm, Dances with Dick. Dances with Dick. Dudley. Dudley, right. It has a ring to it. You know, there's still time. But, uh, and then of course Bubba, who is out here in a... uh, He has a white blazer, jean overalls, and a fedora. A black fedora, of course. He's out out here to ring announce. He's looking professional. (laughs) Joey Styles says... uh, that the one-hour time limit will be strictly enforced. Not the match, but the, uh, the ring introduction, because I don't know if you've heard. Uh, Bubba Ray Dudley he has a bit of a stutter. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, he's very self-conscious about it. But he's clearly, been, he's clearly been working on it, because he's, he's talking out, he's welcome to ECW, November to remember. He's, he's talking, he's, he's being very eloquent with, uh, with his words. And then he uh, he's, he's goes to say, are you ready to rumble? Oh, (laughs) so by the way, I watched this in my living room. This is a stupid story, but I watched this in my living room, and Mm -hmm. we have a uh, a furbo. No, actually, I was not because I'm home alone. Doesn't really matter. But uh, the softest part of the ring is out of town. Um, So you know, no pants in the living room, watching ACW, and so we have a a furbo in the living room, which I don't know if you know. It's like a machine that shoots treats. It's, like, meant for dogs, but we have it for the cats. Yeah, you know. Um, and it notifies you on your phone, because it's, like, an app on your phone. It notifies you if it hears barking. Well, we have cats, so it doesn't really apply. But when Bubba <laughs> went, are you ready to ru run, run, It, the Furbo picked it up as barking because I was laughing so hard. I don't know why. It just tickled my pickles so much. And, uh, so bubbas he's really pissed. He's really pissed. He almost got to the end without stuttering. So I got a question for you. Three inches flaccid, one erect.
1: Uh, Well, I knew that. Uh, (laughs) Why is it that every time you and I do a podcast together, the softest part of the ring is always out of town?
2: Look, she goes to a different school. You you wouldn't know her. Don't ask any more (laughs) questions. Okay, okay. She actually was in town last time I was on your show. When I got, but you told me she was out of town. No, last time I was on your show, she was she was sleeping. She was oh, not out of town. So if you see that door, you see the door right there, that's the bedroom. She is now, always indisposed
1: whenever you and I get together. Look, I'm not like- gonna
2: just bring her on the show. Why I don't not? want her to look she- actually. Fun fact, we were on we were driving back from the beach. It was like an hour-long drive, and I actually threw on your show and the car. So we were both listening to it. And it was the one you did with uh Nick from Universal Wrestling Podcast. And I don't remember what mm-hmm. you said. It was like one of the most vulgar sentences you've ever said on your show. It's like, oh God damn it! The one show I picked to listen, you said something. Oh, it's like something about, oh, but it was you were talking about Vince McMahon and the whole thing. So it was something about his dick and the veins on it and busting cream pies or something. I don't know. I'm paraphrasing. That's probably what you said, right? How was the look on her face when I said it, though? That's the question. She wasn't very surprised. I'm gonna be honest. I'm, I'm okay. not super different, so it yeah. wasn't a, a total shock to her, but. Let's speak about so she's Boston cream pies. What you're telling me. Well she's aware of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um why does Donnie Allen have $4.99 on his ass? It's
2: how much it costs.
1: Like that has to be. And I've seen some bad ring gear. The worst ring gear I have ever seen. I I don't oh? know who Donnie Allen is. I don't understand. But like the whole get up, and then just a random four
2: ninety. Like, is that how many times he's taken it up the ass? Is he, is he keeping count? Is it four ninety nine, like four hundred and ninety nine, or four dollars and ninety nine cents? I didn't see a period, but it could have been in the crack. Hmm. <laughs> You're saying there could have been a uh, a colon in the colon? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I, I can't say that I actually noticed his ring gear. I was too busy walk, you walking. You weren't checking out ass. Donnie Allen's ass. Look, I'll I'll go rewatch it for you, but I can I, I checked out a lot of ass on this show. Donnie Allen's one I missed. Listen, there
1: was a four ninety nine on his ass. Then we got Big Dick, and then we got Bubble Ray stuttering his power bomb, which I thought was fantastic. That actually. was beautiful. The
2: stuttering what? power bomb. <laughs> oh, I loved it. <laughs> oh, that's so good. He because yeah, he goes like goes for a power bomb. He's like uh, like half gets him up, and then he hits it. And then, because uh, it was supposed to be Broad Street Bully versus Don E. Allen, but then Bubba comes out. He gets pissed that he's stuttering, so he just he says "fuck this" and clock, clocks E. Allen in the face, gives him a power bomb, and pins him. And then does the same thing to Broad Street Bully, and then pins him as well. So two stuttering power bombs, and uh, yeah. He won a match he wasn't even in, and the ref counted. The ref's like, "Oh, fuck it, okay." Look, man, it's ECW. There's no rules here. It's extreme. I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard. This is a pretty extreme uh, wrestling company. It's it championships. Yeah. So um, but nothing exemplifies that like this man right here. So it cuts to the ring. We got Paulie dangerously. He has like his headset on and all that shit. He tells the uh, whoever, whoever is controlling the lights to dim the lights. The lights go out and you might be asking to yourself, Sabu? And the lights come on, <laughs> and then Bob's
1: your uncle. It's Sabu. I had that in my notes. I straight up had, like, I knew it was going to be Sabu, but I'm like, I feel like Warren Hayes right now. And I don't yeah. know if he's going to appreciate me mentioning his name on a podcast where I talk about Dick so much. But hi, Warren. Um, I was like, Sabu? Sabu!
2: <laughs> I'll have to get him to watch the show and just for the sheer ecstasy that he would experience watching it. Yeah. But yeah, Sabu is back, and he's uh, fresh off his stint in WCW. You, did you ever watch Sabu in WCW? I did, because I started in
1: 95, so he That's was right. there in rest. 95. We are now currently in 1997. Uh, February 1997 will be our next one, so we just finished Sold Out. Have fun when you get to Sold Out. Um so yeah, no. the
2: one you just released is Starcade, which I guess you guys are a little bit behind or the ahead.
1: majority of well, no, so what we do is uh Starcade comes out and uncensored uh sold out goes up on Patreon. So if you subscribe to our Patreon, you mm-hmm. get the latest episode of our WCW watch along a month before everyone else.
2: Right. You can send me the link to get it for free, right?
1: <laughs> no, I can't. Not if I'm I could I would. Sure. <laughs> uh <laughs> What's interesting, though, is a lot of these guys all end up in WCW. Like the majority yes. of the show is going to be in WCW within like a couple months.
2: Yeah. To a year. If that. Yeah. Even some some big names at WCW or WWF, which mm-hmm. is, uh, I guess that's why ACW is like a completely different company in like a year or two. Yeah. Um, And that, you kind of see that in this next match. So we have. Uh... What?
1: Before we get there, I have a question for you. What the fuck, yeah. man? Your dad was an ECW and you didn't fucking tell me. Who is my dad? Obviously it's Jason. you guys look exactly alike. <laughs> and I'm sitting here and I'm like, Kyle's dad was an ECW wrestler slash manager and you didn't even give me a heads up before I watched the show and I'm a little hurt. Your brother Wheeler Yuda's out there doing amazing things. Your mm-hmm. dad is an ECW legend. you host a podcast and you play it off like you don't know
2: any of this stuff and it's offensive. Look man, I'm I I'm the brawn breaker of podcasting. I don't want to use my name to make me get to the top. That, you know, it's just not my style. I'm very flattered though because it's it's not just Jason. It's the sexiest man in the world, Jason. Yes, exactly. And you
1: were the sexiest man in podcasting. I look at myself more as like a Sarah J. like I'm not the most attractive, but I'm my energy <laughs> really does a lot for me.
2: Sarah J. What, what what are my thoughts on Sarah J.? I haven't watched a Sarah J video since middle school. I'm going to be honest. I, I probably downloaded it on LimeWire the last time I pulled my putt to Sarah J. I'm going to be honest. It's not my speed. It's not my speed. Yeah. But whatever whatever gets your rocks off. But you know who gets my rocks off? It's Conan. Because he's here. Speaking of WCW guy. Yeah. And he was this in WCW in the very beginning,
1: like the Mexican warrior Conan with like the the whole garb. Uh Uh-huh. He did that in
2: WCW for a little while. Yeah. The only reason I'm familiar with this attire from Conan because he has like the tassels and the mask and all that shit. He actually wore this at a Ring of Honor show in 2003. So that's the only only time I've seen it. Wasn't Conan in the Dungeon of Doom? Dude, don't even get me fucking started. Like, he's <laughs> still in the okay. Dungeon
1: of Doom. It's 1997 in my watch long, oh, and he's still in the
2: fucking Dungeon no. of Doom. The fact that yeah. the Dungeon of Doom is still around in 97. It doesn't makes die. Me
1: laugh. It doesn't fucking die. And DOD forever. Mexican strap matches. Have fun with that.
2: Yeah. I've yeah. had a few of those in my day. Yeah. Um, oh, strap on matches. That's different. But we got Conan versus Jason Knight. And. Uh, man. So Taz is out here as a special guest referee because he's still recovering from his neck injury. So he comes out in a referee shirt and uh, Taz, because <laughs> Jason's giving Taz a bunch of shit and Taz is like, all right, yeah, yeah, whatever. All right, you guys ready to go? You guys ready to go? Boom! Just knocks Jason out and then uh, Conan gives him a, a sick looking like cross powerbomb, dropping Jason right on his neck and then Taz makes the quick count and Conan gets the win. So uh and don't worry. We got more Jason to come in this show. So.
1: Oh yeah, your dad your dad's
2: all over this show.
1: But here's very my prominent. thing. Um the show's like your mom, your dad's all over it. Uh here's the deal. Why was Bubba Ray censored in the open like did you watch this on the cock? Yes, I did. Bubba Ray was censored when he did his opening, but Taz is just dropping F bombs left and right. Like he's like fuck this and not censored. I was very confused as to like what did they choose to not allow us to hear, but right. fuck was okay. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. What, what did Bubba, what was the context of what he said? Do you remember? I don't know. My, my assumption is, like, I thought he might have, I think he said shit and they censored it. My assumption is he may have used some homophobic slurs at the end because that was mm. kind of a big deal. So that I understand censoring right. out him, not saying homophobic slurs and stuff. But yeah, Taz came out and he's like, fuck this shit bitch and i'm like why do you have pants on i came for taz's package like that that <laughs> is how you and i started our ecw relationship with yeah. taz's package and he had it all tucked away and hidden the entire show
2: it was really unfair of him like just it teasing really us was. keeping the package away from us this yeah. tasmaniac yeah. but um yeah yeah there's <laughs> Rey mysterio's dropping f-bombs and stuff like that like all over the show so maybe he's must have been, because Bubba was like, I'm not going to come out here stuttering like some, Bree! so maybe yeah. he was, you know, I
1: don't know. It's either a homophobic slur or a, like, a mental health slur,
2: you know, you don't, you don't say the R word anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mental health slur. Actually, you know what? That's probably it. That's probably right on the money. Yeah. Um, but speaking of, never mind, I was about to say, speaking of retards, we got Stevie Richards. <laughs> <laughs> Uh good thing I didn't though. Good thing I didn't say that. That would have been really bad. Um I so got Stevie Richards. I'm just looking at the, the characters involved in this segment. So he comes out, uh, he walks like around the ring, and he stumbles upon a fan in the front row. A mean-looking fan. A blue-looking fan, some may say. Blue Meanie is in the front row. And uh, I don't know if he had been in ECW at some point or what the story is, but apparently they're friends. I know they go on to you know do things. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is where Blue Meanie shows up. BWO, baby. Blue World Order is upon us. And uh, <laughs> Blue Meanie is, of course, wearing a crop top, just like Stevie Richards. They're pretty much wearing the same clothes, probably the same size clothes as well. Blue Meanie has a present for Stevie. He gives it to him. I was hoping it was going to be his cock, but it was not. It is a uh, Flock of Seagulls t-shirt, crop top. Uh, so Stevie's like, oh, thank you for the present, Blue Meanie." So he invites Blue Meanie over the guardrail. Apparently, if you just want to get involved in a wrestling show, you just give your wrestler, wrestler a present. Which well, that unaware. that is not true because, as
1: we'll see later, a lot of the crowd hands presents to the wrestlers, and most of the wrestlers <clears throat> just use them as weapons and don't get to be involved, including, well, I'll wait, I'll wait. Okay. But there was a very interesting weapon that someone handed off. Right. In the show. No, I'm
2: I'm familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta hand it to you for uh, keeping that keeping that in. But uh so we got Stevie Richards versus El Puerto Ricano. So the Puerto Rican. Is that what that means? Is that the spicy I'm, Puerto Rican?
1: I'm fairly certain El Puerto Ricano, as you said it, and as white as possible,
2: is the Puerto Rican. Hey Diego, if you're listening, call it and tell us what uh Reca- means. What's uh <laughs> What's your favorite El Puerto Ricano match? Uh he had a match against one of the
1: greatest wrestlers of all time uh who's been praised by Bret Hart as one of the one of the best workers uh El Dandy. Um Oh. In GCW in 1874 that I mean they tore the house down.
2: Man GCW has been around a while, huh? It has. It so has. prestigious, it really has. So,
1: 1874 GCW El Puerto Ricanio versus El Dandy, banger of a match if you can find it. Is that on YouTube? I gotta check that one out. I don't know if it's on YouTube. I, I definitely look it up. Um, halfway through the match, they both take their pants off, uh, oh. and it's and it literally all just leg work from the waist down. It's incredible. Uh, that, I mean that.
2: What eight, the 1880s were known for is a lot of leg work in the wrestling. A lot of leg work. That's what everybody knows. Yes. pretty. I would not even have to say it. Um, <laughs> so it's barely a match here. I mean, you got, you got Stevie and Blue Meanie, or you know, whatever, rubbing rubbing, rubbing bellies together. Um, but Puerto Ricanio, he's here for serious business. He's he's here to wrestle. So as Stevie and Blue Meanie are on the outside hugging, Ricanio, 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 Ricanio comes from the top rope. With uh, one of the ugliest crossbody moon salts I've ever seen. Don't know which one it was. Uh, it's like he was going for a moon salt, but decided to not halfway through it. Well, the problem was he had a shirt that was three sizes too
1: big for him on, and I think he got caught in it. It ba- he was basically wearing a sleeveless nightgown.
2: But wouldn't that make you? Wouldn't that make it easier? Because it's like a it's like a parachute. You're in the air longer. Uh, not if it doesn't have sleeves, though. Oh yeah, that's a good point. It yeah. was stupid yeah. of me to say. Yeah, of course so we get we get the uh so step for Kanyo he's he's bouncing all over the place hitting a bunch of high flying moves but he goes to the top rope once and uh gets hit with a low blow from Stevie Stevie hits the Stevie bomb lots of power bombs on the show early on uh blue mini <laughs> blue Meanie of power goes. Through, yeah lots <laughs> lots of uh yeah it's blue mini okay <laughs> I was trying to think of a joke like <laughs> I was just too I was thinking of power bottoms, just in the literal sense, and it just fried my wires in my brain. Mini is definitely a power bottom, and let me tell you,
1: uh, unpopular Obviously. opinion: best moonsault in wrestling. Period.
2: Blue meanie. it is a devastating one. I put it up with Vader, although Blue Mini's looks prettier, I think, than Vader's, it, but mm-hmm. looks just as devastating. So yeah, I, you know, that's a good point. I good mean, point. you put him in a thong, it beats Lita. Does the thong help his moonsault?
1: No, for the the pure artistry of the move, the 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 look, it enhances right. it, and okay. it's aerodynamic. Like,
2: yeah, you know when you put it that way. I mean, the science checks out. It uh, it's does. rock solid. Yeah, it's a blue mean. He goes for the moon salt, but he misses. <laughs> thank God. I'm, sorry, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ignore you completely. Um, Stevie hits the you super tried. kick, the Stevie kick the win on El Puerto Ricanio, so Stevie gets the win here in a uh, barn burner of a match I personally hold Stevie Richards responsible
1: for what is now the prostitution of the super kick
2: yeah it all started at Stevie huh
1: it did everyone watched Stevie Richards and they're like that is who I want to be like and then they all started doing the Stevie kick wasn't Shawn Michaels like everyone likes to think it was Steven Richards Mm. Stevie Richards I would say has a better super kick than Shawn Michaels probably I mean, and a better jackknife powerbomb than diesel. So like, dude, well, that's obvious. Yeah. Stevie Richards, man, the goat. Let me ask you a question. I feel like I have the body for it. Do you think I could pull off a good blue mini cosplay? Like, I feel (laughs) like I'm built for blue mini cosplay.
2: First of all, you're in way better shape than blue mini. How dare you, sir? (laughs) Second of all. Yes. That being said, yes. If you you gotta you have to have hair. Wait, does Blue Meanie he has hair? He has. What does he have? He has weird. like a.
0: Yeah.
2: He has like a um, like a Phil and Lil kind of hair. I think he's got it pulled back in a ponytail. So unfortunately, that's actually the one spot on my head that
1: hair doesn't grow is where he has it. So that kind of fucks me. But I'll figure something out.
2: Well, you can be the hawk to his animal. I could. I could. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> actually, the
1: Blue Meanie and the Blue Weenie.
2: Man, that just, the elation in your eyes when you thought of that makes me sick, and I hate it. <laughs> but speaking of the Road Warriors, it's actually a very good segue, because we have uh, a team that looks like they're uh, kind of doing the Road Warriors Road Warriors deal here. We got the Eliminators coming out. They have like the exact same tights. They have the shoulder pads. There's different, it's black and blue, not black and red, but very similar, I thought. Even their faces and their hair kinda of, I don't know. Uh but and with the eliminators. Speaking of tag teams, uh
1: Blue Meanie and Blue Weenie could be the BWWO. The big I don't know, it'd be B. Big, beautiful world order. Man, it's all just coming together.
2: <laughs> Sometimes things okay. just fall right into place.
1: Let's talk about Perry Saturn, his lazy eye before it got lazy and the pitbull. This is literally like Kind of Fifty Shades of Grey leather strap. Like this is BDSM all the way.
2: Mm. Heavy leather, even yeah, Francine out there with the pit bulls. Heavy leather, heavy petting, and your dad. <laughs> well, they're synonymous with each other, as you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Eliminators versus Pitbulls. Uh, so the Eliminators, of course, yeah, like you said, the team of John Cronus, Perry Saturn, got okay. the Pitbulls with. Very, yeah, Perry Saturn with hair doesn't look like Perry Saturn at all. No, he's also a lot beefier than he was in WWF. Um, going against the Pitbulls here, of course, accompanied by Francine. Uh, we got the team of Pitbull number one and Pitbull number two. Pitbull number two. Sorry, I forgot. Um, and then uh, so we got the Mad Dogs of War out here looking like. I don't know. Something's about to get inserted into their assholes. Or they're about to get whipped by Francine or something. It's very Basham Brothers. Very Basham Brothers Shaniqua vibe I'm getting. And uh, this match here... I don't know. Perry Saturn definitely stuck out in this match to me. What about you? I agree. Like,
1: I saw this match because I'm familiar with the Eliminators. And obviously, I know the Pitbulls because we have watched the Pitbulls. So, this was what I really enjoy in wrestling two big beefy tag teams in tight leather and spandex just beating the dog shit out of each other and I was all for that like I was excited this would have got me hard even if Francine wasn't out there Francine just topped it off but uh no Perry was definitely the standout of this match you can see why he went on to be who he was before the lazy eye and the moppy and all of that shit (laughs) Does he not have a lazy eye here? Maybe maybe that's why he looks so different to me. Yeah, Because his eye's straight.
2: This was before it went lazy, so The Rock doesn't have to slap that crooked eye straight. Right. Right. I'm wondering, did Saturn get his eye knocked silly in this match, maybe? Probably. Just trying to look it, because, I mean, or was doing...
1: Maybe he was trying to watch Francine with one eye and focus on the match with the other, and it just... It just got stuck. Because she is a beautiful fucking
2: woman, and I could absolutely see that. I would take her out for a nice seafood dinner, personally. (laughs) And uh, to red lobster. Yeah, man. To red lobster. I like red lobster. I loved red lobster as a kid, and as I get older, people just shit on red lobster. Like, it's just
1: my wife loves red lobster. Like, if I ask her, hey, what do you want to eat? She's like, I want crab from
2: red lobster. I'm like, all right, cool. I got you. Man, those biscuits, man, I'd eat those until it came out of my asshole. Well, like I guess they they always do. I don't know why that was my like like right away like like it fills me up you know like out my ears I guess is the better phrase. I'm gonna eat those till I take a shit.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of taking a shit, so we got uh Perry Saturn Cronus. Uh, they do this fun little move where Cronus is it Cronus? Yeah, Cronus. He uh he takes Saturn. And gives him like a a cheerleader flip over the top rope. And Saturn does a backflip moonsault over the top rope onto the floor, onto the pit bulls. Fun stuff there. Got a crazy. Dude, Perry Saturn might have the most beautiful elbow drop ever, I think. I can see that. Just, it looks like it hurts to take, like, from him.
1: But, and that man. was the beautiful thing about guys like him and Benoit and Guerrero, like those dudes that came into WWF in the 2000s. Uh, everything they did looked like it hurt. Everything they did, right, looked like they were actually trying to hurt you. Whereas now we we love the art of wrestling and we respect it all, but not a lot of it looks as damaging. As it used to, and probably because they're going a lot easier on you than they used to. Like, I, I do feel like mm-hmm. Perry Saturn laid his shit in.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, all these guys were, I mean, it seemed like every powerbomb on the show, it like damn near broke the person's neck because they did one <laughs> from the pitbulls. So one of the pitbull number two is on the top or is, is sitting on the top rope. Pitbull number one takes Saturn up for a suplex to hand it off to pitbull number one. I don't know if they were going for like a suplex slam or a power bomb, but they did this like double team power bomb netbreaker combo from the top rope that looked gnarly. Mm-hmm. Um maybe that's what drove Saturn's eye in the opposite directions. Um but ultimately the Pitbulls hit the super bomb on Cronus for the win. And uh Jason tries to rape Francine afterwards, but then Dude, gets hit he got in the chair.
1: F- four fingers <laughs> deep. Like I feel bad for your mom having to watch this because she just watched your dad's whole hand just disappear inside Francine, and
2: that is assault. How do you know Francine isn't my mom, dude? Don't even. That'd be weird, considering what I said earlier. But, yeah. <laughs> it really would be weird. <laughs> but you know, like, hey,
1: there, there's a whole subcategory on pornhub for mommy fetishes. So if that's what you're into, it's cool.
2: But it's like, okay, it's stepmom.
1: Yeah, stepmom. Whatever. Uh, no, dude. Like that. She.
2: That was not consensual. That was assault. You think? Didn't he fucking clothesline her before yeah, exactly. I think that's pretty black and white. There's not a lot of uh,
0: room Lee for debate
2: there. there. Yeah, no, no, no. It was pretty much as the, the, the prime definition of assault because he literally just clocked her at the head and then got on top of her and <laughs> four fingers deep. Yes, absolutely. Well, don't know where we go from there. But uh, well, yeah, well, let Jason get four gets run fingers off. deep in the next match, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we go. Uh, four fingers deep. Wait, hold on. Did you say Jason gets her off? Nah, what? Ha- I don't even know what happens here because he doesn't actually rape her. Um, uh, they hit Pit total Bulls. elimination on the pitbulls. They right, come yes. back in and fuck them up. Right. Yes. Well, yeah, because Jason is with the eliminators. The pitbulls make the save. Uh, for for the rape, they save the rape, um, and then the eliminators. But they fight back, and total elimination to both pit bulls, which is a fun little move. So, I'm a bigger fan of total elimination than rape, personally. I I Tontic. agree. I agree. Yeah, maybe I'll put a poll up on Twitter. All right. What do you guys like more, rape or total elimination, with no context? We'll see. We'll see what kind of uh, engagement I get. <sighs> so next match. We got a Mexican Death Match on our hands, Psychosis versus Rey Mysterio Jr. And uh, if you're not if you're not familiar with a Mexican Death Match, it's a uh, Texas Death Match. It's the same rules. So you, uh, which well, nowadays it's different, but back then, in a Texas Death or a Mexican Death Match, in this case, you, it's a Last Man Standing match. But you have to pin or submit your opponent first. AEW does it this
1: way, and I have never under, like, I hate this kind of death match, because it is so fucking confusing to me, because I watch a guy get a pin, and then the match continues, and then another guy gets a pin, and then there's a count, and I, I, I fucking hate this. I really do.
2: Yeah. It's, yeah. It's the same same kind of philosophy I have with, like, Iron Man matches, because it's just like, you got people getting beat with moves that wouldn't normally beat them, and, I don't know. but Oh, and
1: and the, if you knock the guy out when he's outside of the ring, you have to
2: get back inside the ring before the ref starts counting. Yeah, that wasn't made clear to me. Maybe I missed it, but, yeah. I mean, that plays a part in the end. I was like, why is this happening? But, uh, I don't know, anything stick out to you in this match particularly? Uh, Rey Mysterio's
1: ECF and W Poncho? Like, where can I get <laughs> one of those?
2: You know, Ray's aesthetic in this match was badass. This is probably the most badass he's looked ever, because he had like the black tights, the black mask with like the gold-ish trim and the like said, the ECF and WW Poncho. All, it's just, and he's like flipping off Psychosis. Like they they're both these guys, because Psychosis even had like a leather jacket and a ECW shirt as well. So they're really embracing the ECW culture, but like mm-hmm. mixing in their lucha libre influence. So I thought that whole presentation was awesome.
1: It was I I for what the match was even though I don't like the structure of the match the match was good they go outside they brawl to the outside they get up on the stage mind you this is also probably the best production I've seen of any ECW show I've watched with you so like props oh, yeah. to them for that uh there weren't any like weird cuts in the between matches and shit like it was very straightforward different mm-hmm. camera angles but uh the match itself the wrestling itself was really good and of course it's going to be good it's Ray Mysterio and Psychosis and I've seen these guys wrestle a lot especially going back and watching the early WCW stuff. So, but this was something completely different from anything I've ever seen from these two guys.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's adding the the extreme element to what they normally would do, which I thought was really cool. Cause you have like, I mean, the match, it starts off like a house of fire. You got Rana's and springboards right out of the gate. Uh, Ray actually gets the first pin with a dragon rana from the top rope, but psychosis gets right back up. It's like he catches him off guard, which is you know, it's fine. Uh, psychosis gets like eight pinfalls in a row on Rey Mysterio. He hits a moonsault from the top for three. Um, he hits a, like a phoenix splash on him, which like crushes Ray's head. He uh, mm-hmm. psychosis brings in a chair and lays it on Ray and hits another moonsault for three. Like he's really like he keeps beating Ray, but Ray doesn't stay down for the ten count. Although the, the the first time Ray got beat, I don't know. I guess he, he does speak English. But at the time when I was watching this, I was like, does he? Because they were counting like one, two, three, like like that. But Ray, like when they got to, or I guess they were counting down like 10, nine, eight, And they got to one. And Ray was like, come on, Ray, get up. <laughs> he was like, one and a half. Half is like, he's so slow. It's like, does he speak English? Because I noticed that because the next time he got beat, they did the count in Spanish.
1: Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they would do half the count in English and half the count in Spanish. So he'd be like, ten, ocho, diez, cinco, four.
2: Man. It's like, what the fuck's going on here? Any Spanish listeners are enraged at you right now. <laughs> for good. Not to, be able to count in Spanish. Um, but anyways, so yeah, but they, like you said, they fight to the crowd. Eventually, Ray does this sick, which I think I feel like is like a a highlight that is used in any ECW highlight package when he moonsaults from the ring, from the top rope into the crowd on psychosis. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Um, They fight like to the commentary station area where there's like a ledge. It's the, place, the same place they always go when they fight to the crowd people get power bombed and shit off of it. and But in this case, Ray comes from the top of the ledge and hits Arana onto Psychosis and gets the pinfall, and then immediately sprints to the ring. The ref sprints to the ring, and then uh, finally the count can start. And then uh, Ray gets the ten count, so Ray Mysterio wins. And uh, yeah, and really then what happens, Kyle? I'd really would rather we just not.
1: You don't want to talk about Daddy Bird some more,
0: so Jason? After. Back.
1: <laughs> After he went four fingers deep in Francine, he shows up Uh-huh. and he's all like, hey, Ray, you're cool. Let me manage you, too. And Ray's like, no, go fuck yourself.
2: Uh-huh. I think that's, so, yeah, word for word what he said.
1: Yeah. So then he starts insulting Ray because Ray didn't want anything with him. Ends up getting his ass whooped. Then the Eliminators come out and attack Ray. And for whatever fucking reason, 911 comes out. Well, somebody must have called it. Someone called 911. Who? Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, Were they like, Nueve uno uno? Like. <laughs> At least you got the
2: numbers right that time. But, I, uh, I was just skipping around last time. I can count. <laughs> time in Spanish. Nope. I'm cutting that out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to frame this like you don't know Spanish. <laughs> but yeah, Jason, because he got beat by Conan earlier in the show, and I guess Ray and Conan are friends. So that's kind of the whole uh, source of this, I guess. So Jason, like you said... Yeah, you pretty much laid it out. The Eliminators come out. 911 comes out to make the save. Gives both the Eliminators a double choke slam, which was pretty impressive. And then uh, a little foreshadowing into Ray's backpack future. Gets on top of 911. And then... uh, Are you reading my notes? There we go.
1: (laughs) Because I literally have. Ray gets a piggyback ride like he's a backpack. (laughs) Maybe 911 is Dom's dad. Yeah. Wow.
2: 911 still alive probably not probably not but neither does that um, each, so does that matter well hopefully 911 isn't listening but uh
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well after that we got the ECW World Tag team titles on the line we got the champions Sandman and two cold Scorpio and the TV title on the line which I didn't yeah, understand okay. how that worked so here, here, are the list of things that are on the line here: the ECW Tag Team Titles, the ECW Television Title, and a number, and the number one contendership for the ECW World Title are on the line here.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So let's see, see everybody, break break out your notepad. Make sure you have this right. So if because because Sandman and Too Cold are the tag champions, Scorpio is the TV champion. So if Public Enemy wins they get the tag team championships and whoever gets the pinfall gets a world title shot. If two cold Scorpio wins, he gets a world title shot. If Sandman wins, he gets a world title shot. So a lot going on here
1: and lot going on here. I think whoever wins also, whoever gets the pin also gets the TV title.
2: Yes. Yes. If, if one of the public enemy guys gets the pin on Scorpio, very, very good. They, they get the yeah. TV title. Um, uh, <laughs> So the fuck he- dude. <laughs> so heavy stakes. Heavy, heavy stakes. There's a lot on the line here. So with that in mind, there's no better way to start this match off than with a dance off. So uh Scorpio challenges Rocco Rock to a dance-off. So they uh they do, they dance. The music plays, uh, Scorpio dances. Uh what what do you think of Rocco Rock's dance moves? Dude, this was fucking god-awful. This whole thing <laughs> was god-awful. Yeah.
1: Sandman was the worst. Also, mindset. Sandman scene, was the best. Let, let's put this in out there. Scorpio Sky won the tag titles in a singles match and then appointed Sandman his tag team champion partner. They mentioned that in Exposition. Yeah. So the tag titles were won in a singles match. They're defended in yep. a tag match where a singles title is also on the line in a tag match and a number one contendership for a singles title is also on the line in a tag match. And we kick all of this convoluted bullshit off with a fucking dance-off slash house party because public fucking enemy.
2: All right. So, we got, um... I stopped listening like five minutes ago to what you were saying, but
1: <laughs> I don't blame you. I would have too, and I hope your listeners did too. I feel bad.
2: That I <laughs> That's a wrap for this episode. But no, we got um, just Sandman, <laughs> crouch chatting. Go Sandman, go Sandman. He's doing like the I don't know if you watch Friends, but it's the dance Joey does in Friends. Mm-hmm. Any friends friends listeners pop for that one, or friends watchers? Um, but yeah, so a lot going on here. And then, uh, but eventually the fighting starts, the wrestling starts, and uh, we'll kind of, they all get a, all four of them get a chair and they start sword fighting, which brings it around to, uh, oh, it's long-term yeah. storytelling in this podcast for sword fighting. You want a sword fight? And then, um, what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so what was your favorite weapon that was used in this match? I got to give a hand to
1: the crowd member that literally took that ah, prosthetic ah, hand off.
2: Ah, 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 ah,
1: ah. <laughs> yeah, no, San a crowd G-A. member literally took his his prosthetic arm off or hand. It was just the hand. It wasn't even a full arm. Just the hand, yeah. like. And they used that as a weapon.
2: It's probably pretty devastating. What do you think it was made of? Probably very hard wood. Mm,
1: Hard wood. Hold on. I hope it wasn't his dominant hand, though, because I feel like you're going to get a splinter. Oh, you can't see that on camera. Here, (laughs) there we go.
2: Oh, you're doing. Sorry, I wasn't looking. Yeah, yeah, you're doing the Roman Reigns thing here.
1: I'm doing what woman was doing to Sandman's kendo stick while making hard eye contact with the camera.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean. That's what she's there for, I guess. It's women in wrestling, so. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this match is happening. Things are happening. Uh, Sandman suplexes Johnny Grunge through a table that's ringside. And then <laughs> Rocco Rock does, like, a somersault plancha onto, wait, yeah, onto Sandman, like, through the wreckage of this table. A lot of, a lot of brawling, a lot of, uh, it's very ECW, this match. But then, uh, I mean, Scorpio busts out one of the most beautiful moonsaults I've ever seen. Let's talk about Perry Saturn's elbow earlier. Outside of Blue Meanie. Outside Blue Mini, of course. Yeah. Of course. Well, that's the different tier of thonged moonsaults, as we yes. discussed earlier. Um, Johnny Grunge. The finish comes when Johnny Grunge is holding up Scorpio for Rock to come off the top for the drive-by. But Scorpio gets out of the way and Rock hits Johnny Grunge accidentally, with the drive-by, which is like a swanton, I guess, on a standing opponent. And uh, Sandman, who was in the corner, just kind of falls onto Johnny Grunge and gets the win. So to recap, so so Sandman gets, uh, they retain the tag team titles. Two Gold Scorpio retains the TV title. And Sandman earns a world title shot later in the show. And uh, Sandman or Scorpio revives Sandman with a beer. The crowd starts chanting, Go, Sandman! Go, Sandman! Sandman starts dancing, and that's about it. What you think of this? <laughs>
1: uh, you know how, whenever you come on the Smackin' Raw podcast, we end up naming the show something clusterfuck or clusterfuck uh-huh. something. Yeah, that's what this match was. This was just a cluster, like it was a fun clusterfuck, like having yeah. you on our show, but it really was like. A bunch of ridiculous, convoluted
2: nonsense. This felt like a um like I feel like it's more common in modern wrestling to have like comedy kind of matches. I feel like this at least the beginning stages of this match was. But it was entertaining though, so I didn't hate it. And Public Enemy goes to WCW like right after this, so Yeah, because this is in November, and I think they go to WCW in January. So also Oh, go ahead. Finish. No, I was about to say there, there was a, a please don't go chant from the crowd, so I guess the word was spreading already. I was say,
1: I'm pretty sure there is a working relationship between WCW and ECW at this point, because even uh, on commentary, he mentioned something about woman being on loan from WCW or something along those lines. Interesting. Or Does maybe they- woman <laughs> going to WCW, something, because... He was taking a lot of yeah. shots at both WCW. Uh, they take a lot of shots at WCW. Eric Bischoff and WWF
2: uh, during the show. Right. I mean, it's it's mainly WCW, but yeah, for sure they definitely had to take jabs at both companies. Yeah, it's that's what they're always shitting on WCW on the ECW shows, and it's is it a work? I don't know. Maybe not, but we definitely mention them a lot. And yeah, woman goes to WCW too. Just another ad that had her to the list. Mm -hmm. Joining uh, her uh, two husbands over there. So, uh, oh, yeah.
1: This next match made me mad. Why is that? Because there's a famous ECW match that is Bill Alfonso versus Beulah McGillicuddy, where they beat the dog shit out of each other. Beulah, like, I thought Mm -hmm. that's what we were getting. Like, when they did the opening, I'm like, oh, this is that match. And I was all fucking excited. And then I got. This bullshit, Kyle. So tell tell us about this bullshit.
2: Well, bullshit, I think, is a bit unfair. It's a it's more of a special attraction, if I had to describe it. We got uh Bill Alfonso versus Todd Gordon. But we have a special guest, referee, of course, the uh the sister of Michael McGillicuddy. Beulah McGillicuddy is uh refing this match. And uh There's a lovely lady out there in the ring, so the crowd has to chant "Show your tits" because she's a woman, so and they have tits. So uh, Bill Alfonso comes out wearing uh, a—it's funny—he has like the whole referee garb, the the 1980s WWE referee outfit with a black bow tie, but he has a towel around his neck because he's an athlete. Uh, Todd Gordon has like a jumpsuit on, very 90s jumps jumpsuit, and um, know what you're thinking? You're like. Kyle, there was not quite enough man-on-woman violence yet. Well, this match will cover it. So Fonzi and Beulah are kind of bickering back and forth in the ring. And then uh Beulah slaps Fonz. But then uh Bill Alfonso clubs her with a clothesline and just starts beating the shit out of her. Todd Gordon gets in there with a hilarious tackle, just one of the most unathletic spears from behind. And then uh, then we're off to the races. But yeah, five, four stars, five stars. What do you think about this match?
1: First off, I want to be clear. I'm pretty sure the show your tits chant was for Bill Alfonso. I don't think it was for Bula. Um, <laughs> you ever yeah, seen maybe. bum fights on the internet? Yeah, of course. Yeah, this, that, that's, this was the precursor to bum fights. That's what this was. Like They both yeah. kind of look like two homeless guys getting in a brawl
2: over a 40-
0: Mm. It yeah. was that, that, uh, that
2: pretty much exemplifies it. I mean, <clears> there's <throat> frying pans, frying pans get involved because what well, they mm. do, tilt to world head scissors, you know, kamoras. No, they're just you know fumbling around in their um, weapons. I think well, frying pans, maybe a chair or two. I don't know. Um, I'll tell you what pissed me off about this match. What? What pissed off? Todd Gordon. Uh huh. He whenever he would land a punch. On Bill Alfonso, the crowd would chant Sha. And God damn it, it's nothing sacred anymore in this world. That's Hack Myers' <laughs> gimmick. And look, we've talked about both me and you have talked about and I've talked about on this show. It's like, man, Hack Myers is such a big deal. What happened to this guy? Well, I feel like this is the beginning of the downfall of Hack Myers because his gimmicks just getting infringed all over the place.
0: Just my a shot Todd chance thrown
2: around willy nilly for Todd Gordon. Eat my ass, Todd Gordon. So the, the 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 shenanigans keep on coming because as as Bill Alfonso and Todd Gordon are finger finger fucking finger fucking each other in the, ring, in the ring finger fuckering finger fucking in the ring. Taz comes in with still has his referee shirt on, so it's like uh-huh. okay, I guess Taz is gonna ref this match. Which I, I think the match started with no ref, by the way, if I remember it correctly. Did. Uh Taz comes out. i was like, "Oh, Taz is the ref. Cool. He's probably going to Well, Beulah was the ref and Beulah got knocked out, so That's right. There we yeah. go. See, it's like I don't even listen to myself." Yeah, right. Weird. Um
1: Can we pause the show real quick?
2: <laughs> no.
1: Well, I want to go yes. change my I want to go change my name to Todd Gordon so that that invitation's now open to me.
2: I just noticed that your name is Taz's
0: package <laughs> hasn't been that the whole
2: time. <laughs> <laughs> It absolutely has been that the entire time. <laughs> oh, well, now that when I make the video, that's what it's going to be. Just because of that. So Taz, we got to talk about Taz, God damn it. The human package machine. And uh, he comes out to referee the match. <laughs> but by God, he knocks out Todd Gordon. Why? Why, Taz, why? Comes out, he, he knocks out Todd Gordon, puts Bill Alfonso on top of him, makes the quick count. And Bill Alfonso gets the win over Todd Gordon. But man, why Taz? I'll I'll give you the answer. He tells us with a promo afterwards because nobody sent him a card when he broke his neck. (laughs) Well, everyone else that got hurt, Sabu
1: and Sandman, everyone else that got injured, the Hmm. crowd, the people, they showed them love, but nobody, nobody gave a fuck about Taz.
2: What about Taz? That sounds like somebody else's gimmick. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Taz, he's like, "Hey, Bill Alfonso cares about me." Bill, Bill's like, "Yeah, you do. I care about you." And then uh the crowd chants, "Suck his dick." Yep, they did. And then this is a very on-brand uh, show for us oh, to cover. So, 100%. Uh, I think is this maybe is this the beginning of uh, whistle? Bill Alfonso with the black hat and the black shirt and the whistle, you know?
1: I, I do think this is where Bill Alfonso transitions into a manager where we see him with Sabu. We see him with Taz. We see him with RVD. Um, mm. Can I get a... How do you get a suck his dick chant? Because
2: I feel like I need that in my life. Well, Justin, like you go to the bank and you want people to chant suck his dick at you? Yes, 100%. Um, man probably break your neck and then cry about help it. and cry about it yeah okay that'd probably be that'd be my go to uh try it out get back to me and we'll, we'll shop it afterwards if we need to i'm going to break my neck as soon as we get off the show <laughs> well are you going to whip wreck your neck don't send me a card either i won't i would never do that i want suck your dicks at you so. I,
1: I might whip wreck it. I might just whip wreck the shit out of it.
2: Yeah, that would be a stone cold thing to do. It really would. It would be a Steve. So we got the what? ECW World what? Heavyweight Championship. What? What on the on the line here? The champion Mikey Whipwreck versus the Sandman. Originally, so as we mentioned, Sandman earned a title shot earlier in the show. So he starts walking out to the ring, still got blood all over him. Babago, stone cold, attacks from behind. Or just Steve Austin at this point. Attacks from behind. Uh gives Sandman a stun gun on the steel rail that's in the aisleway. And man, I've I've seen Sandman take a lot of punishment. I've seen him get kendo sticks to the gooch. I've seen him, you know, get hit with plastic dinosaurs. He's taking a ton of punishment. In my ECW rewatch, but apparently a stun gun to the steel guardrail makes him get stretchered out. So Sandman can no longer compete. He did have that match with Public Enemy earlier in the night with
1: the prosthetic hand and all of the bullshit. Mm, So it's not this is not hundred percent Sandman coming out here. Right. This is this This is is, this is a very pounded uh put away wet sandman that got the stun gun.
2: A very pounded sandman. Pounded hard and put away wet sandman. Yeah. Well. I got nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> <I forgot. laughs> Steve Austin takes Sandman's place, so now Steve Austin gets the title shot because I guess that's all it takes to get a title shot is to. Uh...
1: You and I could have been fucking champions in ECW. Like all you have to do is just knock out one of the challengers, and then you get put in the fucking match.
2: I wonder if that still applies today.
1: I could do that. I mean, they try yeah. nowadays and they get their ass beat. Like we've seen fans try and hop in and get involved. Mm. That's probably where it all right. started. They're like, "Oh, I could be in this match." But unfortunately, they're not attacking drunks like Sandman. They're attacking fucking guys like Triple H or uh,
2: who was that? Uh, Chris Jericho getting fucked up. Right. Yeah. So because we don't want fans just getting title shots out of nowhere. So we got to put up the kibosh on that. But Steve Austin's out here. Him and Mikey go at it. Steve, he gets the advantage pretty quickly. Like, because he's (laughs) Steve's like, Mikey, get out of the ring so I can get introduced I we want wants you in the ring. And then Mikey starts getting out of the ring, and then Steve just attacks him as he's getting out, and then they brawl on the outside for a bit. I feel like that's most of the match.
1: My favorite part of this was he told Mikey Whipwreck, tonight you're Eric Bischoff, and then proceeded to beat the living dog shit out of him.
2: <laughs> yeah, and the aforementioned promo that I was talking about that you didn't watch, uh, he's talking a lot about Eric Bischoff, so it's very much... I it's a theme it was, here. I thought
1: you said it was okay that I didn't watch it. Now you sound a little upset.
2: Uh, it's okay. <laughs> We're
1: fine. I'm looking at my
2: messages. All right.
1: Um, <laughs> Next time, send it with a dick pic. I
2: might pay better attention. <laughs> one above and one below. I mean,
1: exactly. So it's right sandwiched
2: now. in between. A dick sandwich. Yeah, like a say.
1: soft one on top and a hard one on the bottom. Why would... You don't want the soft one on the bottom. Like, Why would you have different... Before and after. Bread. Think about it. Before and after. So before I watched the Steve Austin promo, this is where I was at. But after I watched the Steve Austin promo, this is where I was at. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. yeah. When you put it that way, it really makes a lot of sense. I kind of feel like a fool for questioning you, to be Dude, honest. I, when it comes to dicks, I'm an expert. There it is. That's the <laughs> that's the headline right there, folks. So the WCW references keep on coming. We get a uh, We get a... St- a steve Stir leg drop from Steve Austin, but only gets a two count because it's a shitty finisher. And he still did it better than Hogan. <laughs> he did. Well, he really did. Me and, you, me and you could do better leg drops than Hulk Hogan.
0: True.
2: Got the stun gun coming out again on Mikey Whipwreck on the ropes. Looked brutal. Looked brutal. Uh, but makes a lackadaisical pin, so he only gets a two count. But then Mikey fights back and hits a sunset flip. Pulls down Steve's tights, exposing his asshole and balls, and uh, gets the win. So Mikey Whipwreck gets the win out of nowhere. Steve attacks after the bell, but uh, Mikey retains the title. That's all that matters. What I really
1: enjoyed about this was this is where we first see what would be Stone Cold. I mean, he came out, he attacked Sandman, he drank Sandman's beer, he's flipping the double bird. Yeah, he's got long blonde hair, which is fucking weird, mm-hmm. but like this was like the first real feel of what stone cold Steve Austin would blow up to be. And it's here in ECW. Yeah. And then he goes over to WWF and he's the ringmaster. Mind you, he's not the ringmaster for very long. Like he's the ringmaster for maybe a couple weeks. And then all of a sudden they start calling him yeah, yeah. stone cold. But like, they're like, Oh, the ringmaster, he's, he's stone cold. That look in his eyes is stone cold. And then all of a sudden he's just like, it's stone cold. Steve Austin, like a week later. And they completely drop the ringmaster gimmick. But yeah, no, for what everyone knows and loves of Stone Cold, the the double birds, the brawling, the beer drinking, like we got all of that here before Stone Cold was even a thought.
2: Yeah, no, like you said, it's it's literally Stone Cold with long hair. (laughs) It's very like the way he talks, the way he moves, the whole character. Like, it's crazy because like with the ringmaster in between this and Stone Cold, like sometimes I forget at least that like Stone Cold was doing the Stone Cold thing before Ringmaster, but um, man, WWE man, they just know it's like when, with EC3. It's like, hey, come into the main roster and don't talk. It's like I'm just a guy that talks. Well, mm-hmm. go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> <but> at least, <laughs> at least they figured it out with old uh, Steven here. But uh, main event, baby, main, main event. event right here. Uh, it's not the main event, but it is. It's the main so event got... for me because okay. Hack
1: Myers. Is motherfucking ECW.
2: Is if there's a match, if anybody's like, hey, hardest part of the ring, what's an ECW match that you would recommend to me? I would say, look, throw fire up the cock. November to remember 95. Hack Myers versus Sabu. Who? So we got Sabu who's red hot. And uh you okay over there? I'm good. <laughs> You and your dog dick of a microphone, just blinking at me. So we got. I'm just kidding. You can keep it red. Um, now it's black. Actually, I prefer that. Oh wait, you're muted. Yeah, yeah. You know, I still prefer it.
1: Uh- <laughs> t- it mutes it when I touch the tip.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. that happens sometimes. That do anything for you? So we got Hack Myers <laughs> for Sabu. <laughs> Speaking of licking dick. So we got Sabu out here doing all the Sabu things springboard leg drops. He's got, you know, you're bringing in a chair, putting it under his ass, hitting leg drops. He's, you know, got, he sets Hack Myers on a table on the outside, does a, uh a, he springs off the chair onto the top rope, does a senton through the table on the outside. I feel like Hack Myers is getting his ass kicked this whole match.
1: It's really sad. It's he's I'm the fucking you, man. shah,
2: man. Like, the shah. <laughs>
1: Give him some fucking armor. Barely
2: everybody's the shot nowadays. Shot, Fucking Todd Gordon. Shah. Whatever. Sabu hits the, the what, what they call it, the, uh, it's like a Houston hangover with a chair, but they called it like the atomic Arabian face buster. Yeah. From the top rope onto Hack Myers. Hack Myers gets beaten by Sabu. Boo. Really, Sabu. it's just bullshit. Nice. Nice. That's good stuff. Hey, remember? Wait, no. It was it was an earlier show. It was when Sabu originally left ECW, and uh, matches would be happening on the show, and then the crowd would just be chanting "fuck Sabu" over and over again. Like it it, it would be like JT Smith versus fucking nine one one, and then the crowd's chanting "fuck, Fuck Sabu." Sabu. <laughs> Apparently, ah, you're back. It's fine. We were just kidding about that before. Uh, yeah, Sabu gets the win. Uh, yeah. Any other thoughts on this debauchery? No. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, uh, do you like uh, Hack Meyer's finisher though? I like everything Hack Myers. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That was a stupid question. Uh, but we got <laughs> for anybody unaware, Hack Myers finisher is a uh, it's like a pedigree ish kind of facebuster move. But Hack is on the top rope and his opponent is on the ground, standing. So it's like a uh, yeah. If you're listening, you're like that sounds like pretty stupid. It is.
1: Whoa, whoa, Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That is the coolest top rope finisher I have ever seen in my life. and I will not stand for you insulting the shot of ECW and the beauty at which a man of his shape and size executes such a flawless
2: finisher. What do you think the name of the move is? God
1: damn it, I wish I had... See, I'm normally so quick, <laughs> and that I was not ready for.
2: The... Hack, hack attack? The ha- hack... Hack me up. Uh, Shaw shit. There it is. Print it out. Make it a t-shirt. Sell it worldwide. But, but that was the main event. My shoulder just popped. That, that was the main event. But now we have the post show. Is... Uh, <laughs> Tag team match to close out the show. We got Cactus Jack and Raven versus Terry Funk and Tommy Dreamer. Hooey! This is ECW in yeah. a nutshell. <laughs> this is because, like, I I watched the ECW TV shows before this, but, like building up to this show, and there's like a ton of great promos between Cactus Jack and Raven. You got Tommy Dreamer. Like Cactus Jack, his whole thing is like. Like him, Jack and Tommy Dreamer both came from WCW. Cactus Jack is like, Tommy, you need to go back to WCW. You're going to make a lot more money there. You're better than this. I, I need to teach you a lesson. I need to beat you up and send you back to WCW. And Cactus is like, he, 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 he did a bunch of wrong things in WCW, and he's really he feels guilty about it. And he just wants to make it up to Uncle Eric. Which is uh, why he has the shirts that he's wearing in this match. He has the Dungeon of Doom T-shirt, which is what Kamala uh, with uh, Zodiac and uh, who else? Who else? Is Kevin on? fucking was, Ske- Sullivan. was Sullivan on the shirt. I guess he was. Right? I'd have to assume so. Probably. Let's just say he was. Um, but oh, no, it was, it was uh, Shark. It was Shark Kamala oh, yeah. and fucking Zodiac. So. Yeah. What a great cast of characters. <laughs> it's just a great way to get heat with the ECW crowd. But yeah, lots of... Uh, and then yeah, Cactus Jackie takes off that shirt at some point to reveal a Forgive Me Uncle Eric t-shirt that has Eric Bischoff's face spray-painted on the front and then the words on the back. Great mm-hmm. shit. Great shit. But yeah, a lot of weapons, a lot of brawling on the outside, a lot of blood. Apparently Terry Funk is contemplating retirement at this point, which is crazy to see. Um, Oh really? (laughs) Yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Oh. What you anything stick out? was just a a discombobulated mess. I feel like this match was. How old were you in
1: November of 1995? I was two years old, two and a half. So do you remember? Because like the airbrush T-shirt, it was a thing. Like it was a
2: big thing in the 90s. Yeah. It really was, especially with like Jimmy Hart and anybody he managed. Everyone had a spray painted. Jacket of some sort.
1: So you asked me what stood out in this match. Uh one, Stephen Richards not only the reason for the prostitution of the super kick, but apparently the sole reason Jackass exists, uh, because they put him in a shopping cart and then shoved the shopping cart right. into the ring. Um, and I was like, Oh, that's where Johnny Knoxville got all of his ideas from. the <laughs> yep, um, 1995 ECW. I, I'm i going to read this, and I don't know what I meant to put in my notes. Mm-hmm. VCR, you look like you golf. Was that a... Ni- oh, okay. <laughs> now I know. You do look like you golf. And I don't know why I put it in my notes that way. as like an exact quote, but you look like you golf. You really do. So was that
2: a nine iron to the nuts of Raven? Or like a putter? Because mm. I don't golf. I mean, I don't golf either. Uh, I would guess it's a seven wedge. If I, had to, if I had to venture, I guess.
1: But yeah, no, they grabbed a fucking VCR from the crowd, smashed someone's VCR. It looked
2: a brutal weapon.
1: A seven wedge to the nuts of Raven. Yep, of course. That's the worst uh, kind. My favorite ECW weapon that isn't somebody's prosthetic hand, the toilet lid, the used oh, of toilet lid. And uh, of course, what would it be in ECW if someone didn't, Pretend to be Jesus and give themselves a barbed wire halo.
0: <laughs> Do
2: you, you don't think that would go over well today?
1: Well, I mean, it didn't go over well when it happened to Sandman and Kurt Angle was supposed to join ECW, and that was <sighs> probably in like
2: '96. So, yeah,
1: 2022,
2: probably not. Probably not. Didn't work out for. Uh, was it Adam Cole and Adam Page? <laughs> they did a version yeah, of it. No, they did not. They were not fans of that. I'm just looking at my notes. This is just a bunch of. I'm just gonna like read off notes I took. So, trash can gets dumped in the ring. So, I mean, I love ECW trash because you know when WWE does does it, it's like a trash can. It's like a clean trash. It's like a new trash can they just bought and it's filled with like you know kendo sticks and chairs or whatever. They dump it out. It's nothing but weapons. But when ECW does it, it's like it's trash. Empty soda cans, dip spit. Uh, you know, full condoms, condoms. there it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: same wavelength.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, that's terrible news for me. But uh, there's <laughs> cheese graters, golf clubs, like you said. Yeah, Drew grabs a, a VCR, like you mentioned. Also, the remote because it'd be silly if it was just the VCR, not the remote. Yeah. How you gotta use how it? are you gonna work it? yeah exactly
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> do we we even both need to be oh. here we can just all right. yeah no we don't um a fork comes into play there's one point where cactus Jack you could see it and he's just literally stabbing Terry funk in the arm and, just, <laughs> and just gnarly. yeah um how do you think cactus Jack tastes cactus Jack how does he taste
1: um or what does he taste like yeah I'm trying to think like if you had a fork
2: full of cactus jack in your mouth, probably a lot of oregano, a lot of hints of oregano. oregano. Um, but like when it, when you know like when oregano gets put in things that don't need oregano, like a like a tuna casserole or something, mm-hmm. uh, It's probably what he a tuna casserole with a lot of oregano is probably what I would pinpoint his taste as.
1: I was thinking like beef jerky, but dipped in salt water.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Why not just okay? Yeah, whatever. Um. <laughs> Do you ever like, like, if you're like sitting or laying with your wife, do you ever just like bite her arm and be like, man, I could eat this?
1: No, but she does that to me, li- not even bullshitting. She bites me all the time, I'm like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> like, why do you stop chewing on me? Like, I know I look delicious. You do? I know I do.
2: I mean, it's really your fault for just presenting to yourself as such a dish. Yeah. But she bites me all the fucking time. It's weird. Yeah. I tell her that too. I get it though. Like human flesh. Like I'm not a cannibal. Like I wouldn't eat somebody against their will. But if like I had to, I feel like it would be all right. Mm-hmm. But anyways. So we got uh, DDTs and pile drivers happening. We got you know, Dreamer. hits a super kick to Stevie Richards. Bill Alfonso and Taz are back. They beat. They like literally come and like beat down Funk and Dreamer for a second. And then just leave. It's kind of a weird uh, intermission there.
1: Also, Taz tries to win the fucking match by (laughs) counting for himself when he goes to, you're not, again, first we saw someone get a pinfall from a legal ref who was not in the match at the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. Then we saw someone take out a legal competitor and take their spot in a title match. And now we have a guy in a ref shirt counting himself the win in the post-show main event. And we can't even see his package. I'm right here. Okay. Yeah, you are. Like, I guarantee, ladies and gentlemen, if you pull down Taz's pants, this is what you're seeing. Just smiling back at you.
2: <laughs> you think it's that color, too?
1: Well, you got to flip it upside down because the pubes would be. Yeah. So right. flip my head upside down, like hanging. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do gonna that.
2: Saying. When I put this out, I'm going to flip your and I'm going to maybe I'll put Taz's body there, too. Um, Just to really the a really make a great thumbnail for this episode. <laughs> It would get the people curious. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, the show kind of peters out. Just a lot of nonsense happening. Yeah, like <laughs> said, said Peter <laughs> Weeters. Yeah, Raven. The barbed wire around his head, doing the Jesus deal, and then the show ends. And then yeah. So,
1: but then they they continue like so. It's like they didn't know that after the money shot, the show's over, and they went back to fucking exactly. Like,
2: this this is when you like just try to mush it in afterwards again, mm-hmm. and no one's happy.
1: You haven't given yourself a couple minutes to recover, right? And it's
2: yeah, mm. yeah. That's what this was. But yeah, is this a uh, is this a November that you're gonna remember? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I will good. never forget this November. That's I'm happy to hear it. And uh, anything else on this show that we didn't cover or. Uh... Any any other thoughts, queries? Yes, actually I do. So have you seen Young Rock? I've seen
1: a a few episodes. Okay, so I know that you have cats. I do. And your cats' names are? Rock and Dwayne. Okay. And on Young Rock, they call Dwayne Dewey. Uh Uh-huh. And Dewey is the name of Cactus Jack's child. Uh Uh-huh. And there is a famous scene from ECW where Cactus Jack is upset because the crowd chants, Kane Dewey. Right. And you have a kendo stick. So to close the show out, can you Kane Dewey?
2: If you gave me a thousand guesses on what, you're, what you were going about to say, <laughs> that would not have been it. Are you telling me you had no
1: idea <laughs> I was going to ask you to beat your pussy with a kendo stick?
2: Okay. I draw the line at animal violence. Sir, what do you think this is? This is a, this is a proper show, okay? Uh, we won't do lowbrow humor here.
1: Then <laughs> why did you have me on? Well, you know who, do- who
2: does? The Smackin' It Raw podcast. Go get yourself a t-shirt, Tweedle his nipples, shove four fingers in his asshole. Where can everybody find the Smackin' It Raw podcast?
1: You can follow me at my at M-E-T-T-R-I-D-D-R on Twitter only, Twitter and Instagram, the Smackin' Raw Pod. I run Twitter, Vince runs the Instagram, Smack and Raw on Facebook at Facebook.com slash group slash smack and raw. Also, Creation World is the banner under which the Smack and Raw podcast exist. And you can find them at creationworld.com on Twitter and Instagram at the Creation World T-H E C R E A T I A World. And on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Creation World. Also just found out randomly we're on imdb so if you google smacking it raw it's going to come up you can go to the imdb page give us 10 stars because we're fucking worth it we're we're better than this show was so
2: uh yeah
1: i mean that's not saying oh much. and number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub or some bullshit like that That
2: that's not important that that is yeah you know sometimes i like you know maybe i'll because I, I listen to your show i'm like man i appreciate because i normally don't pull up I just I have this. If I pull up Pornhub on my computer and my, you know, the softest part of the ring comes in. It's like, why are you watching porn with the door open? And it's like, no, I'm, I promise you, I'm listening to a wrestling podcast. It was like, there's no way that's gonna that's what's gonna fly. So <clears throat> I have to read something that you sent me. Now that you brought that up, uh-huh. uh
1: huh. Give me two seconds to find you. So there's apron bump. Oh, here it is. By the way, I turned your podcast on earlier on my Bluetooth
2: speaker, and the softest part of the ring thought it was porn. I listen to it all the time. I love to smack it raw. There's no way to just... I can't come back from that. You can come to that, though. Once again, thank you to Matthew from the Smacking It Raw podcast. Always a rootin' tootin' good time with our boy matt give him a follow give his give his videos likes on the porn hubs on the youtubes uh go follow him follow him on twitter follow me on twitter follow me everywhere apronbump.com for all my socials all my full episodes you can buy a shirt there you can rate review you know give the the fucking, if you're watching on youtube give it a like give me a subscribe ski leave a comment uh, what's your favorite, um, I think it is what the YouTubers do, right? Well, what's your favorite, uh, pizza? Leave a comment down below. I want to hear it. Give me engagement. Fucks. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, I don't know why I'm yelling at you. If you've made it to the end, you're probably a good fan. Um, yes, Dwayne, do you have something to say about ECW? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. You got something to say to the people? No? You're going to clam up now? Fuck. This bitch is so goddamn... (coughs) I I touch him once and it's like I've been Molotov cocktailed with his fur. Well, anyways, I'm going to go take my inhaler and... rectally and... Why do I, I? I can't just like leave you. I can't just say goodbye. I always have to make some sort of anal penetration joke. But maybe that's why you listen. I don't know. Leave a comment if you like anal penetration. I don't fucking. All right, I'm going. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. I truly love you all. If I could give each of you a tickle on the knee and a pat on the head, I would. Uh, but maybe one day. Maybe one day. But until then, I'm gonna skedaddle. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm hard <laughs>